Falcon Girl. Royale. Quasi-Raptor! Welcome to another exciting issue of Cape Chronicles. Um, Quasi, uh, his plumage is flat, uh, back and he kind of glances wide-eyed between, uh, Royale and Falcon Girl and then he leaves. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I'm going to clear my afraid condition because I'm running away from something difficult. Ah, fair. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm still angry from the mall, so this is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we're going to take a moment and follow Quasi. Where are you going? Uh, Quasi's going to like the where where he's set up his like little nest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you go into your nest area. Oh, and that door is getting broken down. He's not uh, opening it. <laughs> If you'll allow me to clear angry, too. (laughs) I will ask this before I allow you to clear angry. How often does this door get broken down? No, not on accident or not. No, no, hardly, hardly at all. Uh, Quasi learned how to use it very quickly. And uh, uh, doors getting broken is actually does not happen that often. All right. Yeah. You just kind of plow through it as if it weren't there. Quasi has lots of emotions right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so what do you do when you get into your uh, little area? Uh, Lay the fuck down and just uh, try to calm down. And uh, that's really it. I'm not trying to do anything. I was just trying to get out of the situation. Yeah, definitely. All Quasi's friends are mad. Uh, everybody's mad and sad and Remix is in the fucking hospital and Rapid Falcon is dead and there's all these problems and it's all just on the cusp of Quasi being able to like comprehend all of it happening at once Um, and it's just too much for him to process. So he's going to fucking reboot (laughs) a second. (laughs) Yeah. And I... Do I want to be mean? Uh, who's? What am I saying? Of course I want to be mean. <laughs> uh, I think you get this intrusive thought, but it's not in Quasi's voice, at least not the internal voice he has for his own thought process. I think you get the thought, you wouldn't have to care about any of them if you would just come home, Claw. He's just going to growl um, and then try to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so you try to force out that intrusive voice and try and fall asleep. Uh, we go back out to the main training area. Uh, what do we see of Royale and Falcon Girl? Uh <laughs> They're probably still fucking staring at each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
like barely registering that Quasi left and fucking tore a door off its hinge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think, I think, oh God, I think um, Royale still looks like horrified at what just happened. And she looks at, at Falcon Girl and she's just like, Look, I didn't mean I, I I'm are you okay? It's fine. It's it's fine. I we we can call, we we'll call that even and it it won't happen again. Let's just do the training. I Look, I I'm I'm sorry. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's it's not fine. None of this is fine. Look, the past few days have been miserable and overwhelming, and there's nothing that any of us can do about anything. And I, I can't have this happen again. Can't have what happen again? Me losing control and hurting you or anyone. I mean, I think that I hurt you more than you hurt me. It's fine. Yeah, but what if that isn't the case next time? Well, then... I'll try not to punch you in the face again, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Look, can can we just not fucking do this today? All right, you don't have to... You can skip training, it's fine. No, you shouldn't be doing it either right now. Well, that's not for you to decide. Yeah, I guess it's not. Look, I I can't do any of this shit right now. If you need me, you have my phone number. The communicator's broken. Why is the communicator broken? Uh, let's say I was a little fucking paranoid about a dead man texting me. Fine, we'll, we'll get you another one. So, that's just it? You're gonna keep ignoring this? Ignoring what? <laughs> you working, you trying to do this training to ignore the fact that this, this, this guy is dead? Royale, I know better than anyone that Rapid Falcon is dead. We need to do this training. This, this team needs to get it together. And today proved that as much as the mall thing, as much as anything else up until this point. We still need something. And this is what we have. And you think training is going to get us there? Well, what's your suggestion? I don't know. All I'm saying is all the training I had left you in a fucking on the fucking floor a second ago. So maybe you'll excuse me for being a little freaked out that all you want to do is run fucking training simulations right now. Then go. You said you were going to go, so go. Um, I think... Rial looks really distraught, but not in the way that she looks angry about the situation. I think it's very visible that she's sort of hurt by what is happening. And she says, fine, whatever. Call me if you feel like you need me. And I think she goes to leave. 
Well, now I feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere Remix is in a hospital room watching fucking, like, Ghost Adventures or something. (laughs) 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 Where, like, the team is falling apart. (laughs) Yeah, so... Falcon Girl, you've been left standing in the training area with Quasi breaking down a door and going into his area. Royale's just walked out. What do you do? Wrap the Hollow Falcon still rebooting. Mm-hmm. Um. So did um, Benchmark leave her like a way to contact him? I I think that. You kind of know that Hollow Falcon will have like a way to get in contact once uh you know, once he's fully rebooted and up. Uh yeah. So then um when Hollow Falcon gets back up, she uh sends a message to Benchmark saying that she wants to meet. Ooh. Fancy. Yeah, and I think you get a message back much in the style of a, of a speedster rather quickly and, you know, says that he's available whenever you are ready to meet. Uh, yeah, she's ready now. All right. So uh, he tells you name the place and he will head there. Yeah, um, she would probably... Wait, the name of the place, or he says to name the place? Yeah, N- yeah, like name a place to meet. Um, Probably somewhere secluded out of the way where they feel like they can talk sort of privately. So like alleyway, woods, some docks, <laughs> you know, somewhere. Yeah, I think after throwing out those couple suggestions, and because I like the symmetry of this, uh, he suggests the old Baxter Building Factory. All right. <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> she she flies there. Yeah. And uh, Royale, where are you heading? Uh, well, I know I have an appointment that I need to uh, <laughs> to keep at the the good old Baxter Building. <laughs> So uh, upon that appointed time, I don't remember if I was supposed to suit up or not, but I head there following the instructions that were given to me. (laughs) Yeah. And Quasi, I think you are like just on the cusp of sleep when you hear not one, but two people leave the the training facility. Okay. And does Quasi (laughs) continue to attempt to sleep or... Yep. Is there a... <laughs> Fuck these people. <laughs> 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 fucking going to bed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> yeah, so I think by the various means, Royale, Falcon Girl, you both end up at different points at the uh, old Baxter Building factory. And uh, Royale up on the roof and Falcon Girl down in the alleys. All right. I think we're going to go with Falcon Girl here first because I had a bit of idea that the one was going to happen. I'm interested in the one that I didn't have an idea was going to happen. 
right now. <laughs> oh boy, I feel like it's gonna be very lame. <laughs> not if not if I can have, have anything to do about it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Falcon Girl, you land and start walking into uh, the appropriate alley. Mm-hmm. You know, there hasn't been anyone really using the using this facility in a while, to your knowledge. And leaned up against the wall is kind of a shaded figure as you get closer to them. Uh, you can see the uh, slightly familiar side shave and shoulder-length blonde hair. It's kind of leaning up and says... What can I do for you? We need a plan, something, something for our next step with Aegis. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, I can't say I saw this coming, but uh, it's certainly a not unexpected wrinkle. Are you okay, kid? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, all right. Uh, the first thing is, you know, making sure that y'all don't need any kind of oversight. And there's already an uphill fight, but, uh, boy, that mess at the, uh, mall earlier sure ain't gonna help nothing. Yeah, I tried to talk everyone into more training, but they're resistant, I guess. You know, I, I get it, but I think at the same time, too, they might be, they might be worried about you. I mean, I know Falcon was, uh, was a big deal, and from the look of things at the uh, fundraiser it was more than just a big deal for you so i'm thinking they might be worried about you well that doesn't help with anything with aegis well that that may be true that it ain't gonna help nothing with aegis but i i learned this the hard way if you're not checking in and taking care of your own it's gonna hurt you a lot more than what anybody outside will do me and Old Commissioner Frankenfield, I mean, I know I covered this a bit with you. We used to be on a team together, and there were a lot of factors in this, but one of the things was not showing each other that we valued them, and that's one of the things that drove a wedge. Granted, one of our team, often the feller who she was kind of looking up to at the time, didn't help things at all. But, I mean, not going to really help anything if you're off somebody's mentor. And I know that's another thing that you know better than most. I don't know. You're, from what I know of your team, y'all got a weird, weird way of expressing that you care about each other. But I think give them a little bit of grace, because I think that's what they were looking for. They were looking to show their concern and care. All right. That said, that don't help nothing with uh, trying to stop Aegis from taking over. I'll be, I'll be honest. They're in a real position of power right now. They've got government approval for all this. But the, the best way, finding a way to catch Aegis in some kind of lie or some kind of conspiracy. I don't know if that means pretending to play ball with them, managing to get in there and get info from them. But if you can catch them in a lie, there might be time to keep all them solid roots from forming. I can do that. And you know that also in these big government agencies like this, 
they're going to be bloated. Even if you manage to take down this chapter, it's still going to be a threat that could come back with a prettier bow tie on its head. So I don't know how far you want to go into taking them down. If you're just worried about Halcyon City or you're looking to go the whole way. Going the whole way, that's going to take a lot more folk from a lot more places than just Halcyon. We can start with Halcyon and see where things go. Well, all right. But we'll focus on infiltration for now and gathering information. And we can go from there. Sounds good, kid. Anything else I can do for you? No, that was all. All right, kid. Stay safe out there. Remember, people depend on you to help take care of them. You got to take care of yourself, too. Don't let yourself get too in over your head. If you need to breathe, take a breath. Right. I will. And uh, I think she flies away if he doesn't say anything else. Yeah. And I think that flying away is a good transition panel to cut over to Royale having just landed on this uh, on this roof of this building. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm Royale. <laughs> I think in a lovely little mirror, fa- literally mirrored, facing the other way bathed in shadow, is somebody leaning against a uh, the wall of the emergency roof entrance and exit stairs for this old factory. And as you get closer and approach, uh, you can see someone in a kind of similar outfit to, you know, the one that you wear today. <clears throat> and it's a uh, young, thin-looking Asian woman. And you kind of hear a little bit of a, hmm. I didn't think you'd show up, Jack. Uh, yeah, Jacqueline moves closer and she's like, Yeah, I'm here. What do you want? Well, uh, I couldn't help but hear from King that, uh, you know, he made contact with you and it didn't quite go the way he was hoping. So, I mean, I know he's not the most talkative of the bunch, but you never really were, were you, Jack? Uh, Jacqueline is there playing, like, she's standing very defensively. <laughs> and, um, she says, I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, oh, come on, Jack. You can't fool me. You couldn't have forgotten everything we went through together. I know you're always a show-don't-tell kind of person. Not the whole, you're not big on talking. You're not big on the whole feelings thing the whole letting people in but yeah yeah so if you know all this about me why don't you get to the fucking point well what i'm saying is i miss you jack you let me in once jacqueline looks deeply uncomfortable (laughs) and she's kind of walking towards you a glint that in her eyes that you're not quite sure exactly how to read Mm -hmm. and she's just kind of like Keeps enough of a distance to be out of striking range, but just kind of like walks around you in a bit of a circle and just kind of like tilts her head a little bit and just looks you in the eyes for a moment. (laughs) Oh my gosh, 
You really don't remember, do you? Uh, Royale doesn't respond, but her grip on her, uh, her, her scepter pole sort of, like, tightens. You, at least... I, I know something's in there somewhere, but you kept the color scheme, you, you kept the look. Something's got to be in there somewhere, you know. Now, Ace, I tried to talk to Ace, too, to get him to come home, and, I mean, Ace is just dense. He doesn't remember anything. He always was the dense one. You, you were, you were the, the crown jewel of, of us. It was, it was so close between you and King for, for that role. Uh, Jacqueline is going to sort of like half-heartedly swing at her. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and directly engage a threat. Uh... Let's see if I have rolled all my extremes out of me. <laughs> if conflict, then punch. Oof! Ooh! Mmm! Ah! <laughs> uh, I... Uh. <laughs> How bad um, was it? Uh, with, with danger? Yeah. Um, a three? No, a four? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not I, good. <laughs> so I think what happens here is... Uh-huh. <laughs> I think what happens is that you go in to swing, and Queen catches you. Not like grabs your fist out of the air, but mm -hmm. just shifts ever so slightly enough so that you kind of fall into her arms mm -hmm. and she just whispers in your ear you see now doesn't this just feel right doesn't this feel familiar and I think just the fact that she's talking like you once could have possibly been this close and intimate with someone the way she's insinuating mm -hmm. I think that's where the marking a condition comes from I'm conflicted because I think this deeply frightens Royale, but I think she also feels guilty that she could have forgotten somebody who seems gentle and, and nice like this. Um, and I, I think I'm going to take guilty also because she has spent all day uh, ignoring people's uh, gestures of softness. <laughs> um, and that she seems to be finding this kindness in somebody who is potentially a villain uh, is uh, something she feels really guilty about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think like she, like, helps stand you back up to your feet and just gives you the lightest peck on your cheek. And she kind of, like, starts backing up towards the edge of the building and just says, Come home, Jack. We miss you. And does a little backflip down to the ground. Yeah, and I think Jacqueline is sort of, like, stunned there for a moment before running over to the side to, like, 
see if she is like still there or if she's disappeared for real. <laughs> Just sort of like for for uh, acknowledgement that this actually happened. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me an assess the situation. Oh shit! Oh balls! Okay. Uh, that is, oh, mm. uh, that's a six. <laughs> I mean, you can use team selfishly to bump that up to a seven. There is one team in the pool for this issue. Um, no, because I think if she's unsure, I feel like that is more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that at this moment, although we used the used Falcon Girl leaving as kind of like a panel wipe, I think you kind of see like a dust cloud flying off and Falcon Girl flying back towards the direction of the base. But just in that moment, you don't know whether it's just they're hiding in the shadows or what exactly happened, you don't see Queen anywhere. The only real hint that this happened at all was you can still feel the warmth of her lips on your cheek. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, Cliff here. Hope you're having fun with this episode because we sure did have a lot of fun putting it together for you. Anyway, time for the mid-roll. Have you checked out the Project Derailed Discord yet? Visit projectderailed.com discord to join in on all of the bug talk, the awesome going-ons in Music League that we have, all kinds of talk about all of our shows, not only the ones we produce, but the ones we love to listen to, and just all sorts of general nonsense. Like I said, projectderailed.com slash discord to get the link and follow the instructions in the welcome page once you get in there and you can join in on all the fun. Anyway, time to talk about some people. In this episode, we are featuring the wonderful Nick Urasiva. Uh, he is one half of the creative heads of Project Derailed. He's the GM of Tales of the Void Fair, a 5th edition Spelljammer-inspired podcast. We came out with that three years before Spelljammer actually became a real live 5th edition product. So there's a lot of lore there you can check out, and you can make notes and see how much compares between what we did in Project Derailed's Tales of the Void Fair and what D&D did with Spelljammer. You can find him on Twitter at Nick underscore Yurisiva, also at Project Derailed. Up next is Wonderful Falcon Girl, our very own Fiona L.F. Kelly. Fiona is the other half of the creative heads of Project Derailed. Uh, she is Tales of the Void Fair's Ravnus. She is the showrunner, frequent GM, and frequent player on Fables Around the Table. And she is a writer. You can check out some of her writing. Uh, links available at her Twitter, at Fiona L.F. Kelly. Up next is the art maestro of Project Derailed, Chelsea Rexinger. When not editing Fables podcasts and creating all of the wonderful art for all the Project Derailed shows, 
She's making candles. You can check out those candles on Etsy for plot kindling candles. She and her co-owner create candles that are based off of TTRPG characters, and they are absolutely wonderful. You can find them on Twitter at plot kindling candles and at CLREX4. And of course, there's me, your lovely GM. I'm Cliff. I make a lot of stuff. I do nerdcore rap with Floyd Ferrer's Luckbeak, and also I GM this podcast. You can follow me at 2D6Music, at The Comic Sads, and at Cape Chronicles. And missing in action this week again, not because we don't love them, but just because of a little bit of scheduling, uh, is Roger, our lovely remix. Roger is a Twitch streamer and can often be found playing cozy games or Fuser or just hanging out making a wonderful welcoming space for all of the people in his chat. You can check him out on Twitter and on Twitch at M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R-T-T-V. Anyway, that's pretty much it for our shoutouts of the cast, and as always, a lovely shout out to Ukla the Mock for their song, Superpowers, our intro theme, as well as what's playing currently under the mid-roll. It was written by Rand Balavia and Adam English, and you can check them out at uklavamock.bandcamp.com or uklavamock.com. Anyway, I'm clearly out of mid-roll song, so let's get back into the action. Thanks for listening, and we hope you're enjoying it. Quasi, sleep doesn't come easy to you. I think sleep for you, once you've fallen asleep after everyone leaving had made the noise that kind of woke you up a bit, I think you are having nightmares. And they're not like nightmares of being at the facility. I think for you, most of all, You've been using a lot of your dreams to kind of help process your understanding of the situations you've been in and processing the you know, whole situations that you've gotten yourself into. Mm-hmm. So for you, the dream that you're having, this nightmare, isn't so much a nightmare of like fictitious events, but your nightmare is remembering running out from the fundraiser and seeing Falcon girl holding rapid Falcon in her arms, crying as benchmark just kind of stands there, not knowing what to do. The distant sound of sirens in the coming closer towards uh, where you all are. The rest of the team kind of joining you in that whole shocked look what was it that you did when you got out there and saw that scene um yeah i think quasi raptor immediately froze uh taking everything in as well um before going and just kind of being next to falcon girl and I guess just simply being present if there was anything he could do. I get like eye scanning um, for any additional threats. 
Yeah, and I think that, and Fiona, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that, like, Falcon Girl really had too much of a reaction to you coming up and essentially dino-nuzzling her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that you kind of are processing this nightmare and kind of getting that feeling of understanding in this case that like, you know, Falcon girl to rapid Falcon was kind of like you to miss Terry. Mm -hmm. And I think that how you felt what you're kind of understanding as loss when you had to leave miss Terry is somehow similar, but worlds apart to what Falcon girl is going through with Rapid Falcon right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that you remember the, the joy that you felt when Miss Terry was able to find you again. And I think it might be coming together for you that, while this is obviously not Rapid Falcon, that there might be a little bit of that joy in something familiar in a strange hard time like you found almost like when you found rapid falcon it's somebody who's there to help you to guide you mm-hmm. it's not the same as miss terry not by a long shot but it was still comforting and especially the longer time went on that rapid falcon knew you and got to understand that you were something more than just a in harsh terms, I guess, a science experiment that you were a sapient living being that had his own personality, that had his own wants and needs and just needed help learning how to communicate the things that were instinctual for you. Mm -hmm. And I think as you're waking up, having kind of processed a lot of this through that nightmare of having to kind of relive over and over the running out of the fundraiser you wake up and miss terry's kind of like fallen asleep next to you at some point and kind of fell asleep with an arm draped over you what do you do i think he just uh like rests his uh his head on her shoulder yeah she stirs a little bit but like kind of like hugs you a little bit tighter and kind of like sleepily mumbles. I I heard you growling from my room. And it was, it sounded sad. So I thought you could use, uh, Use a little bit of comfort. Just kind of nuzzles into you and like after kind of like mumbling that out to you, just kind of you can feel the breath kind of like slow a little bit down and the very, very subtle snore coming from someone who's kind of like in that mostly asleep kind of awake state. Mm-hmm. Um, Quasi is just going to say, thank you. And let her sleep. 
And after a few moments of like, she's like sleeping, he's going to as quietly and carefully as he can get up and go to eat all of the food in the kitchen. <laughs> Cause he yeah. knows no one else is here. <laughs> it's yeah, all absolutely. mine. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you can kind of like see in the little slats above the training room that are like, you know, they're camouflaged enough from the outside, but you can see that like only the slightest hint of like, daylight kind of is coming through like just dawn is just kind of knocking at the door asking if it can come in and so you just head to the kitchen area and make an absolute mess of the fridge (laughs) chicken for breakfast yeah and you eat until you've either hit your hit your limit or Until things are gone. And I think it might be things are gone just because Mm -hmm. there's not been, like, a whole lot of shopping going on. You know that, like, Falcon Girl's parents were here for a little bit the other day. And they brought some, like, stuff over. But it wasn't, like, not, like, an amount to feed a dinosaur for breakfast. Right. And and Quasi's going out of his way to like overindulge as well. Like it's been it's been a couple days. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Quasi's got his his sleep and uh now he's going to eat until he's happy, and then maybe we can start resolving these issues when people start trickling back. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the first thing that happens after you've kind of like burped out the last little chicken bone that flies into back into the bucket uh you hear a voice come from behind you i do apologize quasi rat rat raptor for the way introductions were handled i understand after reviewing files and videos of previous trainings that perhaps the method of introduction used was not, in a sense, the proper way to introduce myself. Quasi walks away from the hologram without acknowledging it. Come compiling, compiling. This seems to be a common thread throughout this team. Developing new (laughs) ways to engage with the team that are more readily accessible. And yeah, the kind of like, the hologram kind of like stays in like the kitchen area and looks like, you know, in the panel, it just kind of looks like, you know, ones and zeros are kind of like running through the <laughs> eyes as it's trying to figure out a different way to interact with you all. <laughs> We're going to make this AI go evil if it's not already. <laughs> it's just going to iterate on itself uh, in response to all of our uh all of the very chaotic energy that we bring to the table and it's just going to go (laughs) insane. (laughs) Absolutely. At least I acknowledged it. (laughs) Uh, it, Yeah. It's not, it doesn't register to quasi as like a thing. It's not a living thing. He doesn't have to answer it. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yeah. And 
So I think at this point, uh, Falcon Girl, what would you have done after your meeting with uh, with Benchmark? Um, she would have gone back to the base. And I think that her next project is trying to figure out if she can change um, the hologram like to something else. Um, But she wouldn't do that unless she could like change it back. So um, so like if she could just have it present as like, I don't know, just like anything else for when the team is there. Yeah, um, I think you may have fallen asleep looking into that, but then like the noise of quasi burping and then hearing Hollow Dad trying to talk to him kind of like jolts you awake in your uh, little room where you're looking up all the stuff about like how to engage with and operate on a you know tech level the Falcon Down protocol. Mm-hmm. And I think that wakes you up, and so. You and Quasi are kind of both awake in a similar space. Uh, yeah, she goes out to where she hears Quasi. And uh, she's like, Quasi, is everything okay? Quasi is very full. Quasi burps again. <laughs> uh, she looks around what I'm sure is the destruction in the kitchen. And she's like, yeah, that... Makes sense. Did you eat, like, everything? Quasi thinks. All that Quasi could find. All right, I'll put it in order for more groceries in the morning. Um, I'm sorry about earlier, Quasi. Um, I'm sorry that... You had to see Royale and I fighting, and I'm sorry that... I know that losing Rapid Falcon has been really hard on everyone. I'm trying to figure out how to change, you know, so it's not that. Maybe we can still get something out of, like, the program, but Um. I know that it's weird. Quasi nods and says, it's okay. Emotions are high. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, Quasi. Um, Quasi will nod and says, Quasi thinks... The shiny Captain Falcon. (laughs) Shiny Rapid Falcon is fine, but Quasi wonders if it wouldn't be better if we took some time before training more. Okay. Well... I've been thinking about what to do with Aegis and everything, and it sounds like our next step is infiltration. Um, Maybe we can 
focus on that instead. We need to be able to get something to use against them, a lie or some sort of conspiracy that they're involved in, something that if we expose it, we can at least drive them out of Halcyon. Quasi nods, but then says, this is good plan, but I think we need to take a moment the team is hurting rapid falcon's loss is still fresh these problems will still be there we will be better at dealing with them if we take our time to process what has happened as a team. She looks um, very conflicted, but she's like, okay, if that's what you think you need and the team needs. Quasi has, Quasi has thought about it a lot. Quasi's head hurts. But I think that would be best. Okay. I mean, we can, when Remix gets back, um, we can talk to him and talk to Royale. Um, Maybe we can focus on some other things for now. Um, Maybe plan a bit. I don't want to lose too much time, but obviously this is important. We should visit Remix in the hospital. Yeah, we can do that. Quasi nods. Is that all? Uh, Quasi thinks about it for a second, cocking his head, and then nods. Okay. Um, That's really easy. Um, I don't know how amenable Royale will be to everything, but you and I at least can go. Um, Quasi will nod again. That ends... Yeah, we should take time to not think about these problems for a second. And then when we do think about it, we'll be better for it. Right. We can't spend, you know, too much time, but we can do some time if it's important to the team. Quasi thinks it is. Okay. Um. Um, she pats his <laughs> scaly dinosaur head. There's feathers up there. <laughs> There's feathers. His feathery dinosaur head, <laughs> which probably has chicken grease on it. Yep, 100%. And uh, she's like, good night, Quasi. Um, we should uh, get some sleep if we're going to go see Remix. Sounds like plan. And Falcon Girl. Yeah. If you need to talk to Quasi, Quasi is here. I know Quasi, but I'm okay, really. Um, Quasi will nod, um, realize there's a bit of chicken in his teeth, and try to get it out with his tongue, and then turn and walk away. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Um, Falcon Girl, I think, woken up at this point and knowing that they're not going to do um, training at the moment uh, is going to go back to um, the room that she's in trying to figure out the Falcon Down protocol. And I think that she's going to start the hologram again, not in like a training simulation, but just have it like there. Yeah. So you look up the uh, instructions and the uh, manual that's kind of made itself known now that the Falcon Down Protocol has been verified. And it kind of pops into the room and says... Is there a- a- anything that I can do for you currently, Falcon g- g- Girl? Um, not right now. Just stand by. Affirmative. And uh, she kind of looks at it for a moment before settling back in and uh, starting to go through everything again. But she does look up from her notes every once in a while to make sure that it's still there. Yep. It's still there, just kind of patiently watching. Yeah. So, Royale, what do you do after your uh, steamy rooftop scene? <laughs> um, well, I think after everything that has happened on this day, Royale is just emotionally burnt out. <laughs> there is not a single fuck left to give about literally anything. Um, so I think she goes home and still feeling like guilty about everything. She goes up to her room and she looks at her phone and um, pulls up her, her messaging app to, to text talking girl. Um, but instead of texting anything, she kind of turns her phone off and puts it face down and rolls over in bed, ready for for the day to end. Yeah, and I think almost in a role reversal of quasi, you easily fall asleep. You're just mentally, physically exhausted. And you're used to kind of having nightmares, I'd say. Like, you... Mm-hmm. You never really remember them in the morning, but in the moment you remember a lot of the things you went through. And this time is a little bit different. Like it starts off similar. You see getting the tattoo on your hand and the voices around it as you're talking and This isn't like, you know, patiently sitting down for a tattoo. This is, you're much younger. Mm -hmm. You're, like, you're, you're young, but you would say if anybody, like, tried to say, what's up, kid? You'd be like, I'm an adult, fuck you. Ah, all right, I, I know how old that is, yes. (laughs) Like, you know, that's kind of like how you are now for the past few years, but this is like, Okay, you just, like, judging it like, yeah, I was a dumb kid who didn't know anything then. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, strapped down as they're giving you this tattoo. And, like, in the middle of it, once it's done, 
there's this syringe they stick you with that's got like this like fluorescent green liquid in it. Oh no. <laughs> and you kind of get this memory sense that like you passed out at this point, but like the dream just kind of transitions and you remember these three people, this like goofy looking white kid, this, you know, kind of half awkward, but for the age, far more like composure about themselves than somebody would be expected to have. Then like kind of like a very quiet, shy Asian girl all around the similar ages. And like something about the attitude of the black kid just kind of pissed you off. And it's just like anything you try to do, I'm going to do it 10 times better. Which, right, naturally. Which yeah. <laughs> just, that tracks for Royale. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's the the requisite, like, kind of, like, you know, rough, rough training. Like, Rapid Falcon didn't necessarily make his training easy, but by any human rights standards, this would be torture. Right, and I'm sure especially for children. Yeah. But that part in your dreams tonight is kind of glossed over. You kind of get this memory of being really annoyed for some reason. And like the Asian girl, like just kind of coming over and like putting an arm around you, you shrug it off the first time, the second time, the third time, but eventually you give in and just kind of like let them put that, arm around you and that one arm hug kind of deal. And eventually you just kind of like rest your head on their shoulder. Aww. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of goes from there. Like eventually there is progression in age where the two of you just kind of in your like bunk area, just kind of stay up and talking very much like the Peanuts adults' voices. Like, you can't remember what the conversations were about. And eventually, you remember the first time the two of you kissed. And you remember being terrified because your tattoo starts sparking and glowing with energy. And a hole is just blasted through the wall of your bunk. This girl's blown across to the other side, and you're just kind of looking in horror. Oops. <laughs> and what do you do in that moment? I mean, uh, Jacqueline's probably embarrassed, overwhelmed. Like, uh, she probably tries to, to, like, run from the situation, like... It's blasting this. She probably hurt this person that in this situation is probably the only person who's really showed her like kindness or softness. And since they've arrived here and oops, now she's, you know, playing in a pile of rubble, which is probably not very good or comfortable or safe. Um, and naturally she, she blames herself immediately. So, um, she sort of internalizes this feeling of, I can't let anybody be close to me or else I will be the one who hurts them. Yeah. And you run, you 
run through all the places you remember them walking you through to eventually the point where you're outside. And you look across this courtyard of this training yard, and there's this big, goofy-looking raptor guy. (laughs) And he runs and, like, is trying to help pull, trying to pull down the fence. And this is your chance. You just run up his back and over this fence. Mm -hmm. And you're running and running, not knowing where you're going. And you see a ledge that, you know, you think this will be easy. I'm just going to jump. And you fall, missing the other side. And I think the next thing you see when you kind of wake up from that is you have a blanket around you and a slightly younger looking Simone is there and has you wrapped up and you're in a unfamiliar house and you wake up for real this time. You're in your bed. The The biggest difference between that dream and all your others you remember it this time. You remember it waking up. I think as Rael's uh, laying there, she sort of um, feels the ache of all of the uh, trainings before and the ache of everything that happened yesterday. Um, and I think... Um, the 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 pan the next panel is is more zoomed in on her face and there's just sort of like this single uh tear of uh like fear and emotion and just like everything all at once um falls from her face as she stares at the ceiling that wraps up this issue of cape chronicles cape chronicles is powered by masks a new generation Masks was written by Brendan Conway and is published by Magpie Games. Visit magpiegames.com for more information on how you can create your own superhero stories in Halcyon City. Our theme song, Superpowers, was performed by Ukla the Mock and written by Rand Balavia and Adam English. Be sure to join us every first and third Wednesday for more superpowered stories and heroic hijinks. On behalf of Project Derailed, I'm your GM Cliff, and we'll see you next time. So, end of session. Uh, Quasi, how you feeling? Oof, what a question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, I think the obvious one here is I think Quasi's feeling um, uh, growing away from the team. Um, I think <laughs> just in the moment, the, yeah, that. <laughs> um, oh, I don't have my moves pulled up. Uh, Clifford, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> Take All right. So, away. yeah, you you take you explain why you feel detached. I think that's pretty clear from the way things have gone. <laughs> Need I say uh-huh. more? <laughs> and then uh, take influence away from somebody who has it over you. Um, I am under the influence of everyone. Um. So it's just one though, right? Yeah, just one. Falcon girl or Royale. I think I have to say Royale because at least Quasi and Falcon Girl like had they a talked. little bit of an interaction. Like we yeah. talked a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
So I think, yeah, I think uh, Royale loses influence over Quasi. The audacity. I still have influence over everyone. (laughs) I'm I'm the one who gets attacked in the scene, and I'm the bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, how does that work? Nobody went and checked on Quasi. He ran (laughs) off, and you just let him go. So Fal- Falcon we Girl did with check on shit. him. Falcon <laughs> Girl did day. check on him. <laughs> it just took a while. It yeah, it took a while, but she did check on him eventually. <laughs> How often does Quasi get just left? More than he's comfortable with. He's not <laughs> a child. He doesn't need supervision. <laughs> he gets. He gets. More, he's more and more conscious of like the situation as time progresses, and it's uh, it's a little hurtful. wow but speaking of falcon girl uh falcon girl how are you feeling moving away from the team royale no longer has influence over me Um, you hit me i know i think that i think that she was like well I'll, i'll explain a little bit um i think that what made her feel very hurt was like it, it, like to Falcon Girl, it felt like Royale was like centering like uh, Rapid Falcon's death like on herself, and Falcon Girl was like so furious by that that she uh, she had to attack, and she had been like sort of like opening up to Royale, trying to give Royale a chance, but um, she feels very hurt right now, and I'm not saying that that's like entirely fair. <laughs> Yeah, because the situation is very complicated and we're we're playing teenagers um right <laughs> but yeah that is that is where her her head is she feels uh she feels very hurt she doesn't feel really all that sorry that she hit royale <laughs> um but she definitely feels like royale does not have like uh, influence over her anymore God, I get attacked. I restrain myself enough not to hurt anybody. I I apologize for it. And you're the the asshole. asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't apologize to Quasi, though. (laughs) Listen, Quasi isn't her girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And last but certainly not least, uh, Royale, how are you feeling? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of way. Specifically all of them. <laughs> what, are the, what are the emotions? Yes, all of them. Yes, uh, some of them twice. <laughs> um, I am trying to decide because, like, so obviously we had this big fight, right? And Royale does feel sort of rejected, you know? Um, She's, like, deeply horrified that she sort of, like, lost control and and attacked her own teammates. Um, Because initially, when she sort of sensed that the Falcon Girl was going to lunge at her, the the plan was not to fight back. (laughs) Um, But that didn't work out too well. (laughs) Um, So, like... I don't know if growing away from the team is exactly what she's feeling because she feels rejected, um, but not like 
in the way where everybody sort of like is actively doing that because Royale is sort of aware that everybody is going through their own stuff. Um, and also she's probably in denial that uh, Amelia would reject her this way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, so I guess maybe I'm growing into a new image. Yeah, I can totally see that tracking, especially with like the back half of things. Yeah. Um, so now that she has a little bit of memory left and um, throughout this the session, it's sort of been like, you know, stuffing all the feelings down and stuffing everything down is not working because everything is leaking out in ways that are not super helpful or potentially dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I am going to... I'm going to shift danger up. Um, and I think... I am going to shift. <sighs> I think I'm going to shift Savior down. Cool, cool. Um, also, I filled up my potential track. <laughs> Hell yeah, level up. Um, and I have been trying to decide what I want to do. Uh, and what I think I would like to do is take a move from another playbook. Ooh, exciting. Which one are you thinking? So I'm looking at the Legacy uh, book, and I would like to take Never Give Up, Never Surrender. Um, when you take a powerful blow from someone with far greater power than you, use this mo move instead of the basic move. Um, and that lets me like do stuff when I get hit. <laughs> Yeah, I think that is a great fit for your character. Yeah. Um, and especially with some of the, the backstory revealed, I thought taking from the Legacy book would be neat. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 100%.